No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick in the building. Yeah. It is not Victory Monday. Not a Victory Monday. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to rock on Mondays going forward. Let's, say, yeah, let's, let's talk about how we're here on Monday. Yes, yeah, Monday. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna try to get you this Bears content off the top, getting fresh it, getting off the it game. Hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hot so, takes. We're gonna talk Bears, uh-huh. Bulls. We gotta talk that Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram, Disrespect. LeBron, Rondo, LA situation. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about all that stuff, and then we're gonna play a little game. Is the ceiling the roof? Ceiling is the roof. Is the ceiling the roof? Like, that's the question. And we're gonna bring up some topics on that. All right. What's happening? What's going on, man? Gee, How we doing? Mike all in your face. You pull it down. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you. people need go. to see me, man. You know, I'm out here. You trying to hide your hair? Yeah, no, 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 man. I'm letting it go, man. I'm going <laughs> caveman right now, man. I'm going, uh, what was that movie with Tom Hanks when he was like the last Castaway, dude? bro. Castaway. Speaking of that, my That's girl hasn't seen Castaway. Neither have I. Has, oh, my God. Hey, you want to know something even more, even more egregious? I've never seen Braveheart. What? I've never seen Braveheart. Not fully through. Wow. Yeah. Aaron, have you seen Braveheart? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Apparently, I tell people that they look like I'm crazy. You've never, never seen, seen Braveheart. Never seen Braveheart. And I feel like now I almost can't see wow. it because, like, I don't know if I have Mary three hours. Gibson is a bad guy. Amazing he's a, actor. He's a terrible human being. Terrible human being. <laughs> Amazing actor I in that not, film. I have not oh seen it. Oh, my God. You guys need to watch that ASAP. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Y'all need to go home. Maybe and I need to have a Braveheart night. Wow, I can't I, believe I that. Think, you know, the winter's coming up, man. Gonna be a lot of nights inside the house, you know. Uh, might have to, uh, you know, pop in the Braveheart one day. Yeah, that's a classic film. Yeah. That's like a gla- that's like Gladiator type. No, I've seen Gladiator, of course. But it's like that, though. No, I know. You say, of course, like. Gee, I haven't seen Braveheart. Braveheart's the same Braveheart thing. wasn't in rotation when I was, because, like, my dad wasn't watching Braveheart, so it's not like so I, yeah, well, yeah. The DVD wasn't the lying DVD, around, the so. DVD, VHS. <laughs> you know, with the recording where you have to mess with the tracking and everything. Yeah, we didn't have Braveheart. Okay, yeah. That's we didn't right. have the double, the double, the double wow, cassette. that's a real shame yeah all right well we'll talk about I'll get that on later. that yeah get on six that. months yeah six months at least yeah give me six months you gotta probably you, that, if you haven't seen that you probably haven't <laughs> seen a lot of other classics which is embarrassing I've seen but, plenty of classics yeah anyway all right bears come a movie up. episode one day yo i'm not feeling this bears this bears narrative that they came up a yard short like nah, no they man. didn't we no. lost that game we lost bro. the game we blew the game yeah bears taking l we put up 31 points. What I say? Yeah. I said we was going to put up 30. I mean, they weren't all offensive touchdowns. The unfortunate thing is they put up 38. Bears lose 38-31. We threw the ball 50 times. Yep. We're not going to go into the breakdown and all that stuff. But talk to me about how you're feeling coming off of that game. Because as we know, going into that game, we're not expecting – I'm expecting us to win. But when you look at the overall schedule, that's a game we're probably going to – you can take an L there. The Miami game, you can't take an L. Oh, now you can take an L. There. I mean, you. I mean, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, thought that's we could I, win. I thought we saying. were. I thought we were gonna win. Yeah. Um, how you feel coming out of the game? So I think you know one of the things that's interesting watching the Bears right now that that three and one start just kind of changed how you're supposed to look at them. I think if we hadn't started off that way, and I, I tried to like kind of keep my emotions low because I just kind of knew. That we would probably end up here. And people could say whatever they want to. Got people calling me a hater on the Instagram page and everything like yeah, that. Facts. It is what it is. Um, but again, I just knew that this is a work in progress. So in the grand scheme of things, again, it's kind of like last week. I saw some things I really liked. I saw some things I didn't like. And at the end of the day, we didn't get the W. Um, I think from a coaching perspective, you know, defensively, I, I wasn't really sure what Fangio was doing. I saw a stat that... Khalil Mack was back in coverage more than he rushed the passer on Sunday, which to me is crazy. I mean, the whole the whole point of the Bears defense is putting on pressure, right, with that front four and and sending those guys and getting them after the quarterback with that front seven. I'm sorry. Um, so to me, that was interesting. I thought some of Nagy's play calls were really interesting. The interesting the play, thing about the, at, that at going into halftime, the the the, the pass to the flat to Tariq Cohen was one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my entire life. I, the it, only purpose of that play is to maybe get somebody hurt for no reason. Because you weren't going to score a touchdown with that. There was one second left, so you weren't going to gain any more field position. Take a shot downfield or 
fucking kick a 55-yard field goal. Who cares? It's like 58, 59. Yeah, but do that, something. That completely made no sense whatsoever. Zero. I've, ne- I've never seen anything like that. Zero sense. I was tweeting. I was watching it. And he actually tried to back that decision up. Yeah. With some studies that he read. He or, needs to chill I, with that I shit. couldn't even really follow what he was yeah. saying. He's kind of sounded like a crazy person. Yeah. A bit. yeah. It was like, nah, bro, just take the L off. And it's like, how dare you ask me? Like, yeah. yeah. What you, he's what? very arrogant. Bro. Yeah. He he's very arrogant. That's your boy. But it's almost like, I coordinated the Chiefs last year. How dare you ask me? Like, hold on. Calm down, man. That was dumb. It was a dumb play call. And there was other dumb play calls that didn't make sense throughout the game. But... You know, um, overall, man, it, it's it's mixed feelings, man. The whole and, thing about the Mac thing that's kind of weird is that if you're going to drop him into coverage, then you're saying that he could keep up with wide receivers and skill players. Then essentially you're saying he's healthy enough to rush the passer. Yeah. And that's not was not the case. No, I don't think they didn't rush him because of uh, he couldn't rush. I so, think that it was just a scary game plan. I mean, I think defensively, and Rex Ryan was talking about it this morning, that Teams are so scared of Brady. I saw this. And they're so convinced that they can't get to him that they don't even attempt to get to him. So they just try to drop guys and confuse him. But I'm sorry. He has 20 years of film showing you that you're not going to confuse him by throwing a whole bunch of people into the secondary. So why not try to get to him? He's 41 years old. He's a statue. But listen to this. So on that same token, because I saw that Rex Ryan talk. Yeah. And he's like, basically, people will try to rattle him, try to get him out of his spot. And they kind of just give up. Like throughout the game because they don't get sacks and they try to drop in coverage and he picks them apart. But on the flip side, Rex was blitzing him over and over and over and over and never beat him. And he never beat him. So yeah, of course not. Like I thought that too. Yeah, man. So like, all right, Rex. Like at the same time, there's no reason that Khalil Mack should ever be dropping back more into coverage than rushing the quarterback. That is his job. That's how he. That's his bread and butter. That's what he does. Another thing that got to me that I just couldn't figure out for the entire game, right? It was clear from early on that in the Patriots game plan, that one of their number one things on offense was to get the ball to James White over and over and over again in the passing game, right? And for whatever reason, you kept putting Leonard Floyd out there on him. And Leonard Floyd could not cover him to save his life. Yo. Leonard Floyd is trash. You can't, you're, you're an edge rusher that can't rush the passer and you're an athlete that can't go out in coverage against James White. James White tore the Bears apart. Make no mistake about it. That is, I agree with you. That's a tall order to ask him to cover For sure. James White, but he's not doing anything. Any, he's a negative at, out there. At, at any, at anywhere on the field, yeah. he's not doing anything. He's a zero, right? He's now. a zero across the and, board. A zero to the point where, like, he's getting blown up. Like He's a negative. He's past a zero. Yeah. I mean, he was just constantly getting beaten coverage out there. And to your point, if he can't cover, if he can't rush the quarterback, then what's the point of having him out there? Put somebody else out there. Anybody else out he's there. He's not strong enough to pa- rush yeah. the passer. He's not strong enough to, to, to hedge on run on run run support and he doesn't and, have the instincts and, to cover and he can't instinct and cover and he can't do anything i mean james white literally I, I was watching that whole game and you just knew it tom brady was just gonna dump it off to james white and that's all james white does he's not he's not a running back that runs the ball he literally his whole his whole purpose in life is to catch passes i think coming into the game he had like 38 receptions from the running back position Yeah, they're running sony michelle yeah or they were I don't they know. were until he got hurt yeah but and they were killing the Bears with that. And it was the same thing as last week and the same thing against the Packers. If someone gets the ball in that intermediate part of the field with the Bears, the secondary cannot tackle them. Like that Josh Gordon play, right? Got the ball in the middle of the field. No one wanted to tackle him. He took it another 20 yards down the field. Randall Cobb did it. And uh, whatever dude's name is from Miami last week did it. Twice. Yeah, yeah big yak against the Bears. Yeah, easy. Easy yak. So big teams yak. figured that out. It's a soft spot for the Bears. You can't go deep on the Bears. Okay, that's fine. But throw that intermediate shit and they can't tackle. I want to get your thoughts on my thoughts about <laughs> Belichick now that we're post-game. Yeah. But talk. I, th- I think I want to talk about the biggest play of the game for me was the kick return. Cordell Patterson's? Yeah, I think we're up 17-7 at that point. We had just got a turnover, scored a touchdown. And we give them seven points right back on the, on the kickoff. Yeah. And I thought that really, really hurt us. Um. I would say the block punt was bigger, but yeah. Yeah, but the game was close then. Yeah. And, th- and th- that kind of – that was a big play, no yeah. doubt. Don't get me wrong, right? Yeah. And I was actually talking about that. But I think the, the, the reason the kick return for me was bigger than the block punt 
was because we were up 17-7. We were rolling. The yeah. defense was getting ready to come on the field with some confidence because right. we got a little lead. Right. We were going to be able to do some things, and all of a sudden, we're back <clears throat> on offense again. And it's like, damn. Yeah. We were just up 10 points, and now we're up three. And now we're worried about giving the ball back to Tom and seeing what's going to happen. you got to be ready for those type of guys. I mean, I understand Cordero Patterson fumbled on the last return, but Cordero Patterson's in the league for one reason and one reason only. That jump cut, return kick. that jump cut was uh, elite. elite, elite, elite jump cut. Yeah, elite. He was going. It was a wrap after that. Turner. Yeah. So I mean, you got to understand, he's dangerous in that position. But you know, they they got us on that. I mean, giving up two special teams touchdowns. I mean, that, you're not going to beat the Patriots. You're never going to giving win. them two non-offensive touchdowns. And they gave us two turnovers. Yeah. Or was it more than two? No, they gave us three. They gave us three. Fuller had the interception. They had two fumbles. Yes. So you you mean to tell me if the Patriots are going to give you the ball three different times and you can't win? Well, because you give up two special teams touchdowns, because you don't necessarily have the best play calling, and because you allow Tom Brady to sit back there and not get touched. You, you, you said it last week. I said it last week. You got to get to him. Got to. But man. no one ever gets to him. But we don't try to get if to you him. you go back and look at all his L's in his career, in big games, in the playoffs, everything, they're breathing down his neck. Yeah. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing with any quarterback. Yeah. No quarterback operates like, unless you're a good scrambler like, like Rodgers or one of those guys. If you're a traditional pocket passer like your Mannings and your Bradys, you got to get to him. If you don't get to him, that's when those guys are the most dangerous because they just see the field. Yeah. And again, dude, when he can just dump it off to James White and James White can pick up six, seven, eight yards. Look, it's not a lot, but throughout the course of the game, what do you have, eight or nine catches? That's 70, 80 yards in a touchdown, right? I don't know what his exact stats were uh, receiving. What do you have? He had eight receptions. For how many yards? 57. 57 yards and two touchdowns. On right? top of 11 carries. So for seven, 40 seven, yards. seven yards per catch. They're trying know? to get him. He got, I mean, he's getting that's 18 touches. Though. Yeah. They're trying to get him the rock. Trying to get him the rock and two touchdowns. So, I mean, again, 57 yards isn't a ton of yards, but if you look at how it worked in the flow of the game, whenever they needed a first down, whenever they needed to move the chains, they just dumped it off to James White. No Gronk out there. Was this defense uh, playing over its head a little bit? Huh? Was the defense playing over its head a little bit early in the season? They were was, playing at a pace that they couldn't keep up with. Was So, yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's over its head. It's just playing at a – they're capable of playing at that level, right? Like, that's them at their best. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's over their head, but to expect for them to give you 16 games of that, it's just not realistic. It kind of fluctuates, huh? Yeah. Like, we go through these spells where we look awful, and then we go through a spell where we look really good. That second half of Green Bay, yeah, awful. Second half of Miami, disgusting. Yesterday, disgusting. Yeah. So... And that's what you expect. Again, that's what I say when like the three and one start kind of messed everything up. It's like you should expect the Bears to be up and down, right? I knew, they should be eight and eight. I knew Mac was doing a lot. I didn't realize how much he was doing. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of our players since he hasn't made an impact. Well, uh, so one big thing they've been talking about recently is uh, Akeem Hicks. Disappeared. First half player. He's disappeared. Yeah. Yep. I haven't he had that he had the forced fumble in Miami purely off of it was a good play. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He but the running back runs into him, yeah. he gets his hand on the ball, strips him. But other than that, like a dude running into him and him knocking the ball out of his hand, I haven't seen him in three weeks. Yeah. Uh Prince of Makamukamura, however the fuck you say Prince his name. Mukamura, he, he's yeah. playing. Except for he can't tackle in the secondary. He missed that tackle on the Josh Gordon. But he he, he and Eddie a lot Jackson of them out continues, there. Eddie, to, continues to play well. He he played he made some good plays on the ball last uh He's been missing tackles, though. He's missing tackles. In the secondary, they can't tackle. And teams are going to continue to do Sets that. Sets win, though. I don't understand. Kyle Fuller? Yeah. He's been tackling for a while now, and he hasn't been tackling No, like hasn't that. been tackling. Our whole, yeah, our whole secondary is just missing tackles. And you're getting beat by, yeah. I mean, Josh Gordon's one thing. He's he's an elite or top-level talent. These guys last week in Miami had no reason to be getting all this after us. No reason at all. So, I mean, that's a major issue, and teams can do that. Teams can throw the short pass all day. And if you can't stop it by making good tackles in the open field, you're going to have a major issue. Luckily, I mean, you got Darnold coming to town. or got Dar- You're going to New York next week, right? No, no, we're here. Is it here? Yeah. You got Darnold coming to town next week, so hopefully you can confuse him. But, hey, we thought the same with Osweiler. So don't let these little guys dink and dunk <laughs> you. You know what I mean? But that's dink what I'm saying. You, yeah. They figured out a way to win with Osweiler. For Brady, that's easy. How do you feel about my thoughts on Belichick and the scheme? Did you see a, an overwhelmingly an overwhelming scheme? 
I didn't see an overwhelming that scheme, was, but that, I saw an effective one. It, I will, I will, I will say this. Early in the game, was it more okay? How about this is a question for you? Was it more scheme or Trubisky just missing throws and being inaccurate? I mean, he's it. It, it was I, defensively. I don't think that. Yeah, I didn't see anything special defensively from them. But they don't. Well, that's they what don't I'm have saying. the horses defensively. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, Trubisky's inaccurate. But so that that brings me to my whole point. Talk about their offensive Belichick, game. I like their why offensive does game Belichick plan. Belichick get all this love for the scheme because he's won five Super Bowls. Yeah, but like I get that. But Brady's scoring forty a week. Yeah, with who? Listen, you're missing me, bro. What I'm saying is my whole point last week and going into this game and what I still see is that they can get exploited on defense all day long from a solid quarterback and a yeah. good offense. Yeah. That, that's my whole point. That's not new. That was the case last year. But that's what I'm saying. And so they still why, made it to the so Super then, Bowl. But even you did it. You were like, against Belichick, man? Like, people, people constantly go to that well, and I'm sick of hearing that shit. Hey, the fact of the matter is this. They keep winning. For, right. Put the stats aside. There's only one stat that matters at the end of the day. It's W and 100%. L. And he's constantly has I'm more Ws than L. that Brady masked this Belichick. Belichick's not the schemer and the defensive. Their defense has, has no talent. Who loads the defense for them? Belichick. Bill Belichick does. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, what are you well, talking what about? What is your point? So, my, you don't. You, my point uh, you is would, that would you not take what they have right now? No, on defense, absolutely not. They're I'm terrible. just talking about the whole package deal. The whole package is Tom Brady, bro. That's what people don't okay. understand. So, like, that's what I'm saying. I take, so, yeah, the, of course I take, I it take Tom Brady. I take Tom and Bill together. All I'm saying is everyone get off Bill Belichick's dick every week saying he's going to run this amazing scheme and stop everybody in the world when every week people come in and they hang I don't 40 think he's, on him. I don't think, I don't, I don't think they're, known for their, they're not known for their defense right no now. More. I don't know what this anti, anti, anti Belichick, Belichick sentiment. Man, no, he won't. You, you just, you they just, keep you just pick ass. people to hate every week. No, nah, man. I don't First like it Belichick. was the little I'm kids of the Little League World Series. <laughs> now it's Bill I'm Belichick. Sick I'm sick of Bill Belichick, and he's a defensive guru. His whole roster has no talent, he's, and they get scored They get scored 35 guru. points he's a good on head, He's a good NFL head coach. Anyway. A great NFL head coach. We got the Jets. I bet, you, I bet you with one second going into the half, he wouldn't run a fucking flat play to Tariq Cohen. <laughs> Facts. I can't. I, I can't. I, can't I bet you that, that right now. He's not calling that. Oh, anyway. That play was trash. Can we go back to that just real we could, quick? No, we could go back to that. I was shocked. Nagy, it's it's almost like, and I guess this is the learning curve, but Nagy and Trubisky are the same in the sense that there's a lot of good, but the bad sometimes is so stupid and so head-scratching that you just like, it, it, it's just really bad, bad. I think Eric is a good word. I'm actually going to play a clip and, we'll, and we'll talk about what he said, but. I mean, when they lined up for that, I'm like, oh, shit, the Bears are going to take a shot. Well, it's funny because the play before that, we had like eight seconds, and yeah. they threw a quick ass out to yeah. Tariq yeah. to get out of bounds. Yeah. Or it might have been Taylor Gabriel. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, great play. Got picked up some, One more, shot down picked up some more yards. Either we throw a Hail Mary or we try to kick a field goal. And this is that, that's a great play. And then they come out, and they th- so when he hit him, I'm, I'm thinking this has to be like I'm looking for the hook and ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for like the the ball to get start getting bounced around, and you know what I mean, like the last minute type stuff. That's what I'm saying. But what's, what's the purpose of running that play nothing. unless somebody somebody gets hurt? Yeah, you know what I mean. God forbid somebody gets hurt on that on a nothing play. Yeah, pull me up really quick, Aaron. This is Matt Nagy talking about how Mitchell played the interceptions, and then we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of break down what he's talking about. Matt Nagy, the arrogant one. I'd say to your answer, yes. There was a couple throws where I think, no, he was right on. So when you throw the ball 50 times, there's going to be some that are inaccurate. This is, this is this kid's second year in the NFL, and this is his first year in our offense. So not everything's going to be dead on. Uh, so, you know, he, may, he had a good game today. Matt, on the, Matt, on the interceptions, do you characterize those more as bad throws or good plays by the Patriots? And is there anything the receivers could have done there to help them out? Yeah, so the, the first one um, was turned into like being like a punt. That was the field position thing. Didn't kill us. It was third and long. Didn't hurt us. He was trying to give the guy a, 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 a play, make a play, and the kid made a pretty good play on the interception. That one didn't hurt us. The second one, um, we had a corner route, and, and um, uh, 17, he beat him up pretty bad. 
on the corner route, and the ball was was underthrown. Um, but there was we had some communication issues with the protection there and some calls. So again, there's 11 people in this game. It, it, I know it always goes back to the quarterback, but there's a lot of people Boy. reasons why, and so he knows he he's got to make that throw. Does he love to protect Mitchell Trubisky or what? I was just gonna say that's how you feel. That's what you take away every from that? week. What's he supposed to do though? I mean, I I know you're right. I mean, you're right. He can't come out there and throw him under the bus, but he 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 called the third and long interception a punt. He was good. He was like, yeah. don't worry about it. It's a field position thing, you know. It's a thing like that. <laughs> the second one was just uh, you know we had some miscommunication with some calls and some protections. It's like there's 11 players on the field. Yeah, man. Um, Not I, just one. I, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to build up his confidence, but you got to also hold a guy accountable. How do you? I, I kind of like the long windedness detail that he gives, though. He could easily be like, he missed him. It was underthrown. Next question. I don't. I, I yeah. think a lot of it's just fluff. I think I think sometimes when he talks, he's just like he's obviously a very intelligent dude. Like we get it, man. But a lot of it's just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like when he's trying to explain the fucking second like, the, the call going into halftime. It's just a lot of this, a lot of that miscommunication with calls and. Over explaining things. Flashing like, no. lights here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There was miscommunication. This person didn't do that. And then that didn't have 11 people out there. I know it comes back to the quarterback. There's 11 people out there. No, one person threw an interception. Are we going to close this interview? He, a reporter then goes on and, and basically asks him. So he closes the clip, I think, with Trubisky had a good game. And the, or the, and the, clip, and the, and the reporter's like, well, like, are you saying that like he wasn't inaccurate today? Let's see what he says. Matt Nagy. Um, and he didn't, and I'll say this, credit to, I think it was number 31. That was one of the better interceptions I've seen in a long time. It looked like in the, in the two uh, near interceptions in the end zone that yeah. maybe on the quarterback, but was yeah. there something else there? Or those no, no, the, the one that he, the one, he forced one in the end zone that, you know, everyone's holding your breath when he throws it. Um, uh, and that, that can happen sometimes with a, with a young quarterback, but he, that, that was one of the ones that he knew right away. I shouldn't have done that first and goal, right? We were, we're in a good situation. Let's not do that. And so we kind of held our breath on that, but, um, uh, and I'm trying to think with the, I, I don't remember the other one or, or two, but, uh, you know, that was the one I do remember where, you know, just be careful of that. What has the pitch's evolution been like this year in terms of? Good. Yeah, you saw today. Uh, you know, you go back to Week One against Green Bay, and I think everyone was asking where his, where his eyes on the offensive on the lineman the whole time. You know, remember you guys were asking, well, why are your eyes always down down at the lineman? Well, now you can see now he's taken a step further. Of okay, it's downfield that touchdown, the checkdown to now run, and when teams are going to play certain coverages and try to take certain guys away. Uh, from our offense, that's a weapon that we have to use. And I thought he did a great job. I don't know what his numbers were, but it felt like to me there's a couple plays where he did a really good job of using his legs. So to close that out, it's just some more, some more fluff and some more defense for Trubisky. I don't mind it. I this is the thing. For as much as he's coming out and giving us fluff at pressers, <laughs> I think he's pretty hard on them behind the scenes. I think they go in and figure it out. I think they go over tape and break shit down. And he gives him a hard time, like, yo, you can't be doing this type of shit week in, week out. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, and, I would hope so. Yeah, and that's the one his job. thing, the one thing about that, the the pick he's talking about in the end zone or potential pick on first and goal. Yeah, all the skill players we have. Why do we have linemen out there as as eligible receivers? Because that's the weird shit he does. It's like, it's, you know what yeah, I mean? he did that shit in like the second game like, where we were talking about that. Do the weird when shit. Put Charles Little Junior out. Like, yeah, he just does weird shit. It's a lot of overthinking. I'm not. I'm not out on Nagy, so I don't want that to become the whole thing. The narrative. Now. Yeah, yo, this guy hates Nagy, but it's just you know a lot, a lot of weird shit going on. Um, yeah. Talk to me about because I'm gonna pull up a few clips from uh, the Ringer. Talk to me about Trubisky and his legs. You texted me crazy saying, legs. No, hey, <laughs> you got all crazy about it. So I texted Sean in the group chat saying, uh, "Hey, Mitch Trubisky is low key." the best running quarterback in the league, right? And Sean goes off, that's a trash-ass comment. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm like, yo, that's a compliment. I'm saying he's the best. You're like, oh, I thought he said he was the best running back in the league. I'm like, no, he's the best running quarterback in the league. And then obviously pull up the stats. I think he's like fourth among running quarterbacks. But, uh, man, he's got crazy legs. I didn't realize he ran a 4 6 seven. 
and Deshaun Watson ran a 4.66. So Trubisky's fast. He's a hell of an athlete. And uh, the thing that I like about him, man, it looks like he looks to run. You know what I mean? It's not like a last resort type thing. Like, he looks to run. And after he makes a big running play, like, he's fired up. Like, you saw yesterday, he hit him with the Manziel. Um, he did a little stutter step into the end zone yesterday, which I thought was clean. And he's um, looking crazy to – he's not looking to run to get out of bounds. Oh. He gets out of bounds when he needs to, but he's trying to pick he's up – He's trying to put a move on you, he's too. He's trying to pick up yards. He's bro. trying to put a move on you, too. He's so, a great athlete. Yeah, I no. can see how you could bring him into a workout – and just be like very, you know, just see like kind of like the tantalizing talent. You know what I mean? I understand. I see how they brought him in. We're like, oh, we have to get this guy. Crazy athlete, big arm. We get it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, this Ringer article that I just sent to you is pretty much the good and the bad from the Bears game. And they show Pull this up for me, four near picks by Trubisky that are things that kind of just have to be corrected. This red zone behavior has to stop. No doubt. You show all four of them. So here's Can't one. be a hero here. I don't mind. That's I don't mind here, that. He's, throw. he's basically down. throwing that away. Go to the one above it. I mean, that's inches away from an interception. That's a I reach. People narrate these videos. It's this type. It's like, all right. Yeah. I think this is a bad one. All right, so we have another near interception, and this is on a fade route to the slot man. Yo, that's a pick. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. Oh, nice. Inexcusable. That's a terrible Inexcusable. Throw. Every week in the red zone, so man. You can credit the play to Gilmore to one extent. But the other extent, you got to say, why is the right. And he's going on like. All right, part two. Mitchell <clears throat> Eight or nine of these now what? in the year. Like, he yeah, could easily right. have he seven or have eight. 20 picks. First and goal. Nothing there. Okay, fine. Get outside. Nothing there. But you're still going to try and throw I mean, there's two. Yeah, defense. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't understand. There's one more. Mm, not likely. Not the kind of situation. Oh, the Hail Mary. Okay, yeah. And this so, yeah, and it's every week with these red zone picks. Um, He's young, though. It's still, I think that, that was game 18 or 19. Yeah, but it's it's not throwing the picks. It's where he's throwing these picks. It's where in the red zone, man, where you have to be the most efficient quarterback. The best quarterbacks are the best inside of the 20. They don't turn it over there. You know you have the opportunity to score. you got to come away with points. Worst case scenario, you come with the field goal. The worst thing you can do is get sacked or throw an interception. I feel you. I and feel he's you. throwing a lot of near pick. I mean, he's had a lot of dropped picks in the, in the, in the red zone. Jets coming in town this week. Yeah. Darnold, Just what the, the doctor Darnold ordered. Show. We're going to yeah. beat them. We're gonna, then, we, then we play the Bills the week after that, and then we start playing the division again. Yeah. And we went from first to, to last place in the division quick. Yeah. So we got Detroit coming after we play the Bills, and it could get it could get real. Well, then we have to have a whole bunch of divisional games coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one one more quick thing before we jump over to the uh, to the NBA, the Bulls, and everything that's going on yep. over there. I hope Nagy saw enough from Howard where he'll start giving him some more touches, at least in the red zone, or when we need some short yardage or four, five, six, seven yards. I mean. Yeah. He shows you he can get it done. He doesn't like him, bro. He doesn't. I think we'll cover that in the, the sale on the roof. <laughs> yeah, we will. No doubt about it. All right, let's switch over to the NBA and let's talk about let's talk about the Bulls. I don't want to get too crazy about the Bullies because it's game number three. Pull my Bulls tonight. That's here. They're playing Dallas. Luka Doncic. I'm looking like an idiot right now. So far, he's been balling. It's okay. Were you? What team were you on on that? I was on team. I don't know. I was on team. <laughs> I was on pump team. The brakes I'm not on, sure. Pump the brakes on Luka Doncic's team. That's the team that I was on. Yeah, he's looking decent. He's looking decent. Let's have some fun with it. Let's talk about Jabari, the Bulls' defense, and how we're not playing any. Not at all. We're gonna show some clips. Not at all. We're gonna show some clips on that. Um, let's start with the highlight of Zach Levine. Yeah. Pulling up his numbers right now. Yeah. Um, the boy Zach Levine been balling. Shout out, not me, but shout out all the people that were on the Zach Levine. He was just getting back, <laughs> getting back right. He looks good, man. Yeah. Averaging 30 points a game right now. Back-to-back 30-point games. I mean, he looks but it's, yeah. it, he looks good. Yeah. He's got that. It's it's. He has. He still has that empty bucket, but it he has a lot of effortless buckets, too, yeah. where it's like, Sheesh. 
Like that's so easy for him to do. You know and what that's mean? what that's what you want, right? That's what you want. Um, I'm impressed so far. I mean, obviously the Bulls are trash. They don't play any defense at all, giving up 127 and 118 but respectively. Low but key, no one in the league's playing defense yeah, either. Yeah. I get that they're not playing D, but yeah, there's what the Kings. Who gave up like 130 to the Kings last night? I don't know. The Kings are actually playing decent right now. Yeah. So yeah. like. That's for the Kings. Shout out Marvin Bagley. Bags. <laughs> Bags. All right, I'm going to pull up some of these clips. These yeah, are... but Jabari is playing a special brand of defense right now. He just doesn't care. I think we need to, it's, yeah. It's pretty apparent. All right, pull me up. We'll do We'll do a couple quick clips, and then we'll get, we'll get to that breakdown by um, Stacey King where he's in this there. This is the King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that in a sec. But this goes back to game one of the season. Jabari is legit standing by the basket, and Markel Fultz gets almost four rebounds. Markel Fultz, who didn't know how to shoot a basketball a year ago today. Keep this clip. I want you to come off the bench, and he said it has been really challenging. He said the biggest challenge, though, is not overthinking. What is happening there? Let me run that back. (laughs) Like... He legit. He legit. Doesn't. He's. He said the biggest. Anybody else? Like, you know how you don't box someone out because you don't know they're there. Yeah. And you, but you go up for the rebound. He didn't go up he for was the just rebound. The ball. He was just standing there in the paint, looking around, and look. He looked around again and again. Yeah. It's like the shit you do at the Y. Like that's something I would do yeah. at the, at a pickup game when I play six games in a row. Yeah, tired. And I don't want to play. I'm anymore. not fighting for a rebound. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, trying to get I'm off not, the court. I just if you're gonna if you're gonna get a tip a tip back. A putback, then cool. Yeah, you know I mean, like, so, yeah, that's like some YMCA type. No thing. effort at all. No effort. And that's not defense. That's getting a rebound. You're six eight. Yes, and that's and, a defensive board at that. And a, bi- a big six eight. That's He's a defensive a big board, board, and you got to let a point guard get a rebound over you. Then they show pull, pull this up, Aaron. They show him in rotation here. He's literally down there by the block on the right block. He's just, what is he doing? Sarge is wide open. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't step out to go help. He no and then he doesn't get the board. I mean, he doesn't even look to get the board. Forget about the board. Yeah. Like, luckily they missed that. Yeah. But it's just complete loss, doesn't know what's happening. And then Stacey King actually breaks down the end of the game perfectly. Listen to this. They start at the top. He's, he's first of so all, out of position. He's, yeah, he's super out of position already. His legs are like just lead. Run that look. <clears throat> and force that out wide for traffic. Go ahead and roll it. He's kind of freezing. Now look at his space right here. He's got all this space to get in here. He's got a, when you're on a, I don't play basketball. And I know at the top of a screen, you have to either come up and help it and be ready for the switch. Either help him get around it or come switch and, and take it over. Yeah. He just lays back. He just lays back, chills, gets crossed over, and it's a layup. Yeah. No, in his defense, I guess not in his defense, but on that possession against Detroit to end the game where, the, where we give up a game-time bucket, Hoiberg has Levine and Jabari on a straight-up defensive possession. They have He has them both on the floor. Yeah. That's like paying five on three. Yeah. Him and that, I don't understand. Is, is, that, is that just like a, is he just... Well, that's, that's $40 million worth of basketball in the closing minutes of the game. Is Randy Brown not telling him? That's $40 million, <laughs> that's $40 million worth of basketball. You think Randy Brown's like, yo, we should probably get them off the floor for a defensive possession at the end of the game? I think Randy Brown is probably texting management, letting him know <laughs> that Fred Hoiberg is, is, uh, is, is, is putting in who he wants to. He's literally on the phone texting texting Garpacks because that's what Randy Brown does. Look it up. Everybody knows. Yeah. Randy, Randy, Randy Brown. Randy Brown is shot, the mole. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Randy found his niche, man. He's getting, yeah. he getting his hey, He stays, stays employed. He's doing you whatever. You got to do what you got to do. The Brown do. family's living okay. Um, But, no, I mean, the thing is this, man. Number one, like, they watch film, right? So, like, you, you run back a lot of these plays. Like, Jabari is sitting through that. Like, how do you justify that to your teammates that – it's one thing to be a bad defensive player and, and just not be good at it or just not have the lateral quickness, whatever it might be, the heart, right? 
But to not even go after rebounds when there's 10 seconds or a minute left in the game to not even try to play defense, like even the worst defenders in the league try to play D when it matters. They play D in the fourth quarter, right? You play D with a minute left when you're tied in the ball game or whatever that situation was and the team has the opportunity to go up. You play D in those situations. At that time, you're still a professional athlete. He doesn't even try when it matters. To me, that's an issue. That's a major heart issue. That's an interesting point about watching film and everyone in the uh, everyone's in the room looking at you like. I mean, that rebound film. That rebound. You can't film explain is, that. Can't explain it. You're not paying attention. That's actually a great point, and I I, I think that kind of goes. He doesn't care though. I, I don't, I don't think, think he, he gives a shit. I don't think he cares about that. And I also like that whole relationship with him and Hoiberg is going to be interesting to watch all year. They even talked about how he was having his people talk to Fred like about the whole not starting thing, like. Hey, say what you want to. If let's put it this way, if he was watching that film breakdown with Tibbs, he might, he yeah. might, he might, he might not get off the bench until January. Straight up, January. Tibbs would give all of his minutes to fucking Who, anybody. I, I, anybody. He'd run four. Yeah. No, Tibbs would just go find somebody who hustled hard for forty minutes with no basketball skill and be like, "Here, take those minutes." Yeah, he would never ride. Never, that. never. But Fred doesn't commit. We talked about this. Fred doesn't have that. That's okay. Think about that for a second. You know That's what? okay. I don't think it's okay, but it's not a huge deal. He doesn't. He's not going to bust you crazy. Well, for think that. about it, man. Think about it. Different jobs you've had or teams you've played on, right? You've had a boss that isn't shit that doesn't hold anybody accountable, and you kind of slack off and don't yeah. really give a fuck, right? Yeah. When you have a boss that's going to bust that ass, you don't do that. It's the same thing. Fred ain't busting that ass. Well, you see it on the film right there. He literally didn't go up for a rebound, but didn't box anybody out. So I would ask him. Literally during the film, what, what were you doing? What, what what was your purpose right there? What were you trying to accomplish? Yeah, nothing good could be accomplished with what you were doing there. You're just standing there watching the basketball on that rotation in the earlier play. You're going down there. You're guarding the block, but there's nobody there. The big man is out of the three point line. So what were you trying to accomplish? Somebody needs to ask. Those. They're not hard questions to ask. <laughs> If I was coaching the team, I'd ask that. What were you trying to accomplish? Just let me know. I can't see anything. Maybe you saw something differently out there. I don't know. Somebody ask him the fucking question. But does the $20 million kid just kind of brush you off, though? Like, uh, I don't know. I missed it. Bad rotation. Yeah. We'll be back on this one, I guess, again when the ceiling is the roof. But, I mean, yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah. We probably won't touch on it too much more (laughs) just because we already just beat it up. But this will be an ongoing narrative throughout the year. Yeah, the Jabari Jabari defensive effort, lack thereof. No wonder Milwaukee was so quick to just be like, hey, bye. Take him. Take him. For sure. We're good. I'm out of here. Don't need him. Can't win with him. Can't win with him. (laughs) Can't coach with him. Can't coach with him. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not going to be able to do it. All right, let's talk Rondo. CP3, Brandon Ingram. What did you think of that game overall? And did you know that Rondo and CP3 had beef like that before? So I, I guess didn't. they have major beef. Yeah, I didn't like even know major that. major beef. Um, I think I did know about it, but I'll put it this way. I was watching it, and, like, I was watching it with my girl, and I'm like, I-, I bet you, and, like, she's watching what's happening. I'm like, I don't think these two like each other to begin with. And I looked it up, and I found a whole bunch of shit that, you know, obviously eventually later came out. But, um... It makes sense that they wouldn't like each other. Those are the two type of players who 100% wouldn't like each other. Two feisty point guards, you know, headstrong guys, really smart guys, uh, competitive guys, you know. It makes sense to me. The surprising thing was Brandon Ingram. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the Brandon Ingram thing. So, you, everybody's seen it. You, y'all saw what happened. James... Goes to the basket. He, Brandon Ingram thinks it's a soft-ass call. James crosses his face, and he pushes him immediately. I think Brandon Ingram was so frustrated because literally <laughs> when you're blowing the whistle like that for James, he's unguardable. Yeah. He could score 80. Yeah. Like, you can't do anything. People don't know what to do. So, like, he, he, Brandon Ingram was just pissed off. He was overwhelmed. I think it was lucky that James Harden walked in front of him because I think he was going to the ref. Well, no, no, no. I'm was, saying the reason he pushed him was because he crossed his face. And then when yeah. he pushed him, James stopped. And but, then the, the ref banged him. And then he got in the ref's I, I face. Think, I think, yeah, I think he, he wanted he, – the smoke he really wanted was with the ref. But, yeah, I understand right. like what you're saying. Yeah. He had to um, let the ref know, like, y'all calling this – this is too too much right yeah. now. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, I agree 100% because, hey, you can't guard him when he gets all those ticky-tack fouls. You can't do anything. You can't do shit. You can't do anything. But I think, clearly, I I don't know. Hard and soft. He got pushed and didn't do shit. He looked at the ref like. And when the whole fight was going (laughs) down, James Harden was backing up, backing up. I don't want any part of this. I want zero smoke. Zoe. Zoe, yeah, yeah, Zoe's not fighting anybody. So y'all saw what happened. Yeah. They get in each other's face. So initially, I thought CP3 just put the finger in his face. Yeah. And I was like. Mad disrespectful. Inexcusable. Mondo yeah. had to tee off. Yeah. Like, he had no choice. Yeah, you don't put a finger I in I tweeted that yeah. if, if anybody in the in anywhere ever does that to you, <laughs> yeah. you have to tee you off. You have to, 100%. Like, if you're at the White House and someone puts his finger in your face and your nose and pushes you, yeah. you have to tee off. Yeah, 100%. Like, just for your humanity, yeah, like GP. yeah, like that's just probably getting thrown out in court. Yeah, like, he did what? He did what? Oh yeah, uh, you good, good no, bro. Innocent. <laughs> Next, dismissed. Right. <laughs> so, my whole thing is then this is how in love I am with Rondo <clears throat> and how much I don't like CP3 is that they were they reported that CP3 spit in Rondo or Rondo spit in CP3's face, and I was like, no way, no way. CP3, you're a liar. Like, and then the more I thought about it, I'm like, why would he lie about that? Yeah, why would he make that up? Yeah. Like, on the spot. He was saying, on the, they, like, they called him during the game. They're like, he said he spit on him. He yeah, it on wasn't him. like he ran to the locker room and, and the presser and said then it. And thought about it, yeah. He said it right away. And I'm like, there's just no way Rondo would do that. And then obviously, the more and more the videos came out and all that stuff. Is he, that more disrespectful than the point in the face? For 100%. You? You there's no, there's, face. listen, man, listen. Listen, if I walked up to you right now and I punched you in the face, it's less disrespectful. It might be more impactful and it might hurt more, but it's less disrespectful than if I walked up to you and spit on you. Like spitting on somebody is treating them like a piece of garbage. It's just the lowest form of whatever. So you're not, even, like you're not worth me cocking back and punching you. I'm spitting on think you. Of you as like you're a trash. Being, yeah. You're garbage. I, I waste on you. You know what I mean? Like it, that's disrespectful. Very, very disrespectful. Yo, low-key. There's certain I, players he would have never spit on. I'll put it that way. Nah, Rondo would have spit on whoever he wanted to. Rondo wouldn't have spit on Ron Artest. Yeah, he would have. He might have been if, the last if, spit he ever took. If he felt like he needed to, he, he might have been the last spit he ever took. Scrapped. He wouldn't have spit on Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, how do you feel about the suspensions? Four, four games for Ingram. Yeah. Three for uh, Rondo. Two for Chris I Paul. think they're light. I think that's light too. That's I what think I was two saying. for Paul is is fair um, because he he threw a punch in retaliation, and anytime you throw a punch, you're gonna get suspended. Well, he, what was he, he put his to finger do? in his face after in retaliation for getting spit on. Then yeah. he then he swung on him for yeah. after he almost should get no games. So I think yeah, one or two games for him. I think for Rondo for spitting on somebody and throwing punches needs more than the three games that he got. What did he get? Three or four? He got three. He got three, and Ingram definitely needs more than four. Because Ingram, after everything, ran back in and threw a, a flying haymaker. So, yes, he did. He did. And to segue into my next thing I wanted to talk about. He wasn't about, defending himself. But people in the uh, – his boys in the locker room are going to be like, okay. Brandon like, Ingram? with it, yeah. Yeah, I, I would have never saw – he just seems like a very mild-mannered dude. He I've was with seen, the shits. I've never seen – he was with the shits. He was with the shits. I've never seen him that fired up. Yeah, he was with the shits. But like you said, that hard thing could get frustrating. And you know, the thing with Ingram also, man, remember, this is his year to kind of come into his own. And also, those Lakers players, they've never played any meaningful games. No one on that team outside of Rondo, Lance, and LeBron and JaVale McGee last yeah, year have played on years. meaningful games. None of those young players have ever played a meaningful basketball game in the NBA, right? So they, they, they feel the tension of these type of games, right? You got the national thing. You got the form, the league, reigning league MVP coming into town. You got the bronze spotlight. This is year, what, four for Ingram. He's coming into his own. He started showing flashes. He's, he's going to be one of those guys now. And like you said, he's guarding Harden. Harden's getting every call. He can't do his thing. He's getting pissed off. It leads up to that. You know, everybody has it in them. How do you feel about the LeBron take that he should have been? Have you heard this LeBron nah, take? I haven't heard it. Okay, so there's a, there's a LeBron take on Twitter. <laughs> Shout out. I've been talking to a couple people about this. But the take is LeBron grabbed CP3 yeah. and held him back. 
and he should have been helping his teammates. Yeah, so when I was watching that, I, I I thought that too. I was like, that's interesting. LeBron's on the CP3 thing, holding him back instead of Brent. He should be holding the young guy back. That was my take on it. I don't think it's like disrespectful or like this whole like disloyalty thing because CP3 is his guy. He knows CP3. He knows he can probably get to him. Um, but because Ingram's a young guy and LeBron's main job right now for this Lakers team is to lead the young boys, he needs to be in there like, hey, young fella, you don't, this is going to cost you a couple hundred. You don't yeah. need this right now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's a disloyal thing. No matter what LeBron did, they were going to give him. Yeah, it doesn't points. matter. Yeah. So, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron could have been out at home with the flu during that game and it would have been because he wasn't there that they got in the fight. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I do think he should have been holding back Ingram. Because there's nobody else there to hold back Ingram. Because remember, you can't come off the bench. Yeah. Or then you're out next week. Yeah. Or next Lance, game. Yeah. I Who, think Lance, was Lance on the court? Stevenson was on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he went gra- he went and grabbed Ingram out of the ref's face. Yeah. See, see, they're lucky they got that Lance. Yeah. That's where it could have gone sideways. Where La- if Lance got if spicy, Lance got spicy like born ready Lance, like yeah, we could have had some issues. I think Lance <laughs> just is so happy to be in L.A. Yeah, he's all good. He doesn't he's, want to ruin his yeah, shot. Yeah, nah. He's yeah. so happy to be on TV hooping and shit. Like he doesn't. Five care years ago, he would have been with the shits. Yeah. He like I get kicked out the league. I don't care. Who do you think? Who do you think the most uh the, the most with the shits player in the league is? The most with the shits player in the league. Yeah, like who 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 is the most do not step to this dude? Zebo's still playing ball. If Z oh well, then there you go. Zebo? Oh, yeah, of course. Zebo's a legend. Zebo's a legend. Zebo hangs out with his homies on the street corner. <laughs> he did not, did not he doesn't like, care. I'm seeing the picture when they were at his house for cribs and he had a pool table with a six point star. Yes. <laughs> Zebo And he had with, a picture of Larry Hoover. Yes. A frame picture Zebo. of Larry Hoover. <laughs> Zebo's not going for Yo, none of that. Get yeah. that picture up for the Instagram. Uh, that Zebo picture of his pool table. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Hoover that up. Yeah, Zebo is yeah, not. Yeah, Zebo's on the Zebo's on that squad. Um, trying to think who else. Who's the most with the shits dude on the Bulls? Bobby P. Bobby Portis. Yeah, he already 100%. showed you what it is. He already knows. You already yeah, he showed you what it is. Yeah, he's country strong. He is a yeah, he's a big yeah, country. Yeah, he's a big country ass. country motherfucker, man. I think he'll throw down. I think uh Blake will throw. It. My guy Blake might throw. He's definitely ready. I feel like Lopez, because he's kind of like the older grizzled head and, and he's, he's huge. Just reckless. And he's like, he's like ogreish. Yeah, like yeah. Lo- like Lopez might hit you with one. He's like that Brandon Adams or Steven Adams right. on OKC. And He'll he grew get up like too. fighting his seven foot brother and shit. So like, you know, <laughs> size is nothing to him. He might get down. There's a, there's a few dudes that'll get, not like before though. I don't think you have that enforcer in the league anymore. Yeah. That dude who's that just dude like, that comes off the bench and just yeah who's got f- who's got some fouls mashes to give. cats yeah. yeah got some fouls to give yeah remember when uh we, dude that should be a segment fouls to give remember John, <laughs> remember, that, remember that John that's a good one yeah we yeah should fouls do that. to give remember when John Chaney sent in that dude and he broke the dude's leg yeah and after that he got fired Temple, Temple. and they interviewed him afterwards like yeah we need some goons he sent yeah. in some dude who got like six fouls in thirteen he seconds said, <laughs> we said to send in some goons <laughs> and he Crazy. broke Buddy's leg yeah. yeah. All right, we had to bring this back just because the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. I think this was starting to get forgotten about, so we had to bring this back because we were talking about Jabari. Like, what is the is the ceiling the roof for Jabari? Yeah. Um, Shout out Mike Jordan. Bring this up for me. I wish you guys nothing but best. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving. (laughs) Congratulations. Everybody kind of stood there like shocked for a little bit. What is Mike talking about? Let's, let me just put some, let me just shake some people's hands. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is how you're playing the jump like, in. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. Lead the way. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, man, is the ceiling the roof? So what we mean when we say this is, uh, is someone kind of at where they're at and that's that's just the level of what it's going to be or whatever it is, right? We're not going to get any higher. We just kind of is what it is. So first question, we kind of touched on it, but uh, Jordan Howard's role in the offense is the sill on the roof? Is what we saw Sunday? Is it, that the it's, roof? It's just where we are right now. Is that the roof? Is that are we at the, are we at the ceiling and the roof? We're at the ceiling and the roof. I think. Why is that? He just doesn't. I dude, I've went over this. He doesn't like him. He doesn't like his game. He he likes speed, shifty, agile, versatility, versatile dudes. Jordan Howard is running vertical, right. and he's just there's just no there's no spot for him on this squad. And he needs twenty to twenty five carries to get it going. He's an old school running back. Yeah. 
Hundred percent. So someone brought up a good point on the radio today. They were saying that uh, you know when the weather starts to turn and you get more towards that ground and pound game, that's when Howard might be featured a little bit more. You don't agree? What ground and pound game? <laughs> you know that sheet he has in front of his face? <laughs> yeah, there's no. There's no section that says ground and pound on it. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So like those, everybody that keeps saying that, that thinks is, gonna happen. And thinks ground and pound thirteen is to coming. nine is coming back. Yo, you know how it says in the corner he has on his play sheet says BU. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? No. You haven't seen that? No. Hold on, let me pull that up. He like, has. Let me see if I can. Let me see if is, I can find is it. Is being you, Mitch Trubisky, throwing the ball fifty times in a game or what? They had. They have to have it. He had on his play sheet in the corner in capitals. It says BU. Hold on. Oh, there it is. You can kind of see it. Let me let me try to zoom in on that. Okay. Well, you see this. Hold on. There's got to there's got to be a better picture. All right. Hold on. I can't, you know what? It's funny. I, don't, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. <clears throat> Matt Nagy, BU. That's right, BU. Even if I can't find a picture, there it is. See that? BU, yeah. BU. You never seen that? No. He has that on his card. That's basically saying, I'm running what I want to run. If if I if I don't want to run a, if I don't want to kick a fifty eight yard field goal or throw a hail mary, I'm not gonna do I'm it. I'm not doing that. I'll go get Mitch. I'll go get Mitch twenty yards on his stats real quick. <laughs> like bu, like that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. So the ground and pound on that sheet, there's no ground and pound. So for me, the ceiling is the roof for so Jordan. So the ceiling Howard. is the roof for Jordan Howard. Yeah, that's a yes. Yes. All right. What did, I, what did I say a couple weeks ago? He won't have more than fifteen carries in the game ever. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I think. I'm, with I'm starting. No. I'm starting to tick it down to like thirteen. Thirteen. Like, um, what did he have? What did he have this week? He had twelve carries, and that was that's about the max we're gonna see from him. Okay. All right, next the ceiling, one. The ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof for Jordan Howard. Next one, I think I know where you're going to go with this. We obviously touched on it a lot in the last segment, but I uh, just want to bring it back. Jabari Parker is what he is, what he is, and is the ceiling the roof right now with him. The ceiling is the roof for Jabari Parker. He will be here for one year. He'll make $20 million, and he will part, He will pack his bags and part, part And that's it. At the end Very of the short year. stay. Very will short it get stay. ugly? He won't score enough for us to keep him. Listen, I always bring up Manny Ramirez in this spot. Manny Ramirez was a hitter. You didn't ask him to field. You didn't ask him to be a nice guy. You didn't ask him to talk to the didn't media. Ask him to speak English. You didn't ask him to speak English. You asked him to hit 330, hit 30 homers, and bring in 140. And he did and it. And he did it year in, year out. And went home. And went home. And you didn't ask him to do anything else. If Jabari was scoring 26. Efficiently. Efficiently. And didn't and didn't say, I don't play defense, just didn't play it. He'd have a, there'd, there'd be a spot for him on the squad. That's not the case. He's not going to make enough noise on the offensive end to stay with the team, not play any defense, not address the media, walk out after games, not answer anybody's questions, and just collect $20 million checks. Game checks, not going to happen. He'll be here a year, and he'll part his ways, and he'll leave. Not the ceiling is the roof, is the basement. Is, are we in the Jabari basement Parker. for Jabari? All right. Straight like that. Very nice. All right, last one. Might have one more after this. But yeah. um, your boy, Russell Westbrook. First off, came back early. The ceiling's never came, came back early yesterday, right? <laughs> wasn't he supposed to be out like the first like five weeks of the season? He couldn't stand first it. First off, we knew that wasn't happening. As soon as he could move, he was playing ball. Came back yesterday. I think he dropped 32, 12, and 8. So a vintage Russ game. But they lost. Thunder dropped to 0 and 3 on the season. Um, with Russell Westbrook. Warriors aside, as much as as hard as that is to say, so we're really talking that, you know, that's number two, three, four spot in the West. Can the Thunder be a top contender in the West with Russell Westbrook as a top player? A top contender in the West? What's a top contender mean? Like, top four. Can I they mean, push it to the Western Conference Finals, assuming no, they don't have to see the Warriors before the Western no, Conference Finals? They will not go to the Western Conference Finals. No. So is it still on the roof for them being that fifth seed every year? Giving you one good playoff series in the second round bowing out? Yeah, I think so. Just because 
I mean, I guess you never know. Yeah. Pressy could always bring in another piece. Paul George could they could they could really lock in together yeah. and really get going. So I mean So you feel that you can build a title contender it's around. It's hard Westbrook. for me to say title contender when Kevin Durant is running around on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> title contender doesn't mean anything to me. So I'm talking about could right. they be a good team yeah. in the West and make the playoffs and of and, course, and they can push, make the playoffs and push people to six games. Yeah, and then maybe in, in, to the you know what I mean. Yes, they could, but who knows, man? The All West right. is so loaded, but the ceiling is never the roof for Russell Westbrook. The he could. Take everything. He can take it to space all day. <laughs> there That's is my no, boy. There is no ceiling or roof. All right, last one I got for you. It came out this week that uh, Joe Girardi has interest in possibly pursuing the Cubs man Cubs not currently filled managerial position next year. So after this coming season. Um, so this is a kind of a two parter. Number one, if they don't win the World Series, is Joe is uh, Joe Madden out? And number two, if he is out, how do you feel about Girardi? And number three, how do you feel about this talk already happening before next season is even big, before this season's even over? Nonsense that it's already happening. <clears throat> so I you've heard this, right? Yeah, I've heard this. Okay. I heard yeah, Girardi also like withdraw. He withdrew his talks from like Cincinnati. Yeah. He thinks he should only be managing like the Yankees. He doesn't want to play in the great manage yeah. the great American yeah, he ballpark. Only, he thinks he should only manage <laughs> the Yankees, the Cubs, the and Dodgers. the Dodgers, <laughs> um, and the Red Sox maybe. Big but, time, Joe. Yeah, uh, ridiculous that they're already <laughs> talking about that. You can't put the narrative going into a new season where if you don't go to the World Series and win it or make a, run, a strong run at winning it that you're not going to be back because th- then that season's ruined and you're, you might as well just start over. I think Joe has a lot of question marks with with his roster. Yeah. I think they need to get that figured out. They need to get the pitching staff figured they out. Really they really need to get, get the, relie- the relievers. Yeah, the relievers. Like yeah. They need to get you Darvish figured out. Like, is that going to be a thing? Because if he can come back and we can, you know what I'm saying, Lester's getting older. There's a lot of questions on the roster on who three years ago we were talking about this. Like, we have this window of these guys where we're going to have them. They have to produce. We got one World Series. Now we're almost on the back half of who are we going to pay. Yep. Who are we not going to pay? Who's going to leave? Are we what what what, what type are of pitching are we going to lock in? What are we going to do for sure? like that type of thing? Yeah. So we're kind of already there. So either so it's that second wave. Either we're going to go with Madden and he's going to kind of here's the core, here's who you have. Let's rock with it or he's going to go uh, Theo keeps everything under wraps, so who knows, man? Like I think the baseball season's so long, we could come out next year and be gangbusters. But if we come out next year and we're very, very mediocre and people are struggling. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, mediocre. Yeah, I mean, Joe Madden could 100% be on the hot seat. So the ceiling could be and the who, roof for Joe Madden. who fucking knows if Joe Girardi is going to, like. <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening when I saw, like, Joe Girardi is, like, some great, like, managerial wild card that's out there yeah, that everybody wants. I mean, I know he won one with the Yankees, the crib, but, yeah. yeah, he also got let go. Yeah, so, yeah. no. The ceiling uh-huh. is not the roof for Joe Madden because he got the World Series and he honestly, deep down, I think he's so content. Remember how we talked about LeBron being content? Like, yeah. I think deep down, if LeBron went to LA and they didn't do anything for the next four years, I don't really. Oh, think I think he, that's that's a hundred percent. I think he could really care less. Honestly, he yeah. would never say that. I think he could care less. I think Joe Madden, he grinded for years. Finally, he was pushing with the Rays, got those guys to a couple World Series. I believe it was a couple World Series. Yeah. Um, and came to Chicago. Got in a perfect situation. Great ownership. Theo's running the show. He gets a ton of young players. He he, he runs his culture shit. They end up making the run. Respect the 90s. Exactly. And so, if they, like, he's kind of like, you guys want to run me out of town? All right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, hop on his motorcycle yeah, and ride like, off if, into the yeah, sunset. If you think he's going to, like, throw a huge tantrum about, like, he may look at he may look at it that way, but he'll be sipping wine. He seems like a take it one day at a time type guy. Whatever yeah, happens, he, happens, and he'll be right. fine regardless. And you know he broke the curse and all as well. The ceiling's never the roof for Joe Madden because he won. There's no already. ceiling or roof. He There's just, no ceiling. He's won he's, life. He looks chills. Up and sees it. You can see it in his belly that he's won life. He that's cub. He, yeah, he. <laughs> you can see like that's the first thing I think of when I see Matt when he goes to get pictures. I'm like, he looks so like he enjoys yeah, life yeah, so yeah, much. He's chilling. He man. just chills. He yeah, buys a new pair of eyeglasses every week. Got a bunch of money. Drinks in a the ton bank. of wine. Has a ton of money in the bank. Yeah. Reads self help books about yeah. spirit, spiritual yeah. beings in the atmosphere, yeah. and he chills. Chills. Mission so, accomplished. Yeah.
and probably smokes a ton of green all day yeah so like yeah. he just hangs out and doesn't care he's just a cool dude no ceilings no roofs no ceilings no roofs for no, joe man no nothing no none of that love it <laughs> that's it for us man no catch up chicago for chicago by chicago make sure you subscribe on youtube instagram tell your homies give us a five-star review all that for nick the quick i am sean little i'm gonna see you uh next week for sure yeah but i think i'm gonna do a little pod later this week i'm probably gonna get you on the phone right. we can talk about the jets we can talk about some spreads. Let's do we it. can just mess around and jump yeah, on. Throw lines come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could throw like a little audio only together. Um, also, Thursday, look out. Dropping this uh, interview with uh, Jenna Gambasini of Shy City, uh, Shy City Fashion. We talked about fashion in the league, fashion in Chicago, her blog. It was a great interview. She's awesome. Look out for that later this week. That's it, man. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.